I, I want to thank you for last week. Uh, last week was a special time for, for both of our churches, just simply from the standpoint of how we responded to God. You weren't responding to Matt. Uh, you were responding to God. And, and if I was sitting, I would have been standing too going, I, I am praying for a miracle. That Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals, actually is in the business of healing today. That's not a historical reference that we look at. And sometimes we as Baptists struggle with, okay, what does healing actually look like? It scares us a little bit, but God is a God who wants to heal. Today we're going to talk about a word that you've probably heard about, Jehovah Jireh. The God who actually provides I want you to listen to these words. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 6, or you can watch it on this screen behind me. Uh, anytime we read God's Word, we always want to throw ourselves into the story. and go, hey, What's God telling us about who He is, and what's God telling us about who we are? Uh, and so here's verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking, Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or stow away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Verse 28, we have this theme coming out of clothes again. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow? They don't labor or spin, yet I tell them, tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow, is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So don't worry saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans, the unbelievers, run after all these things and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his righteousness and his kingdom. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Some powerful words, but then pair those words with these from Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. And these are familiar words. This is how we should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then this little tag in verse 11, give us today our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Powerful words from God today. I want you to listen to this story, an elderly widow Uh, although extremely poor, always gave praise to the Lord for all that she received, saying to people, the Lord gave it to me. Some mischievous boys from the church decided to trick her. 
They purchased a, a large bag of groceries. They snuck up to her doorstep. They rang the bell. They ran away from the door and hid in the bushes. When the old woman opened the door and found the parcel, she cried out her famous words, Praise the Lord, for once again he supplied all my needs. At this point, the boys jumped out in glee saying, Oh no, it's not the Lord because we bought those groceries and put them on your doorstep. It wasn't the Lord, it was us. Oh yes, it was, replied the old widow. The Lord provided the food stuff, only this time he got the devil to deliver it. <laughs> All right, some of you will catch that today at noon. Ah, uh, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord provides. Do we actually understand this in our life? In the Lord's Prayer, give us today the food that we need is that something we simply pray and then quickly think about what's in the crock pot for lunch? Do you see the pattern that's in the Lord's Prayer? It shows us who the person of God is. May your name be kept holy. It shows us the, the purpose of God. May your kingdom come. And it shows us how God operates the program of God. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You see, Jesus now needs to adjust our focus. He, he wants our focus onto our needs, but he wants them to be different than how you and I equate it to. How many of our prayers first focus on our needs, our requests, our concerns, and then sometimes after kind of a few minutes of praying, we quickly then shift our focus to God, who he is. See, in my life, one of the things that I'm working on is I need the Lord to satisfy my needs. And the Lord knows my needs. And for me, declaring to Him that He's holy is way more important than me just giving God the shopping list. Do you see that first question? God, give us today our daily bread. You see, when we focus on God and His priorities, our needs will always come to the surface, but in a different way. See, we've acknowledged who God is, and we've worshipped Him. We've contemplated how awesome this God is, and how His purposes will be, will be continued. It's shocking to me that in the middle of that Lord's Prayer, we have this kind of side flyer. Give us today our daily bread. Now, for some of us, we like to spiritualize that. We might say things like this. Well, it's not just physical. It's spiritual. It, it doesn't really matter. You see, we need to have this pet petition. But we need to have this petition to God. Give us today our daily bread after we've declared to God who he really is. That's where the simple and deep and profound meaning comes in today. As you approach Jehovah Jireh, as I approach the God who provides, and we bring our needs, we need to see three things. And I feel like a real preacher today. We have three things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the scope. We're going to talk about the source. And we're going to talk about the schedule. 
So we have the scope, the source, and the schedule. It's the what, it's the who, and it's the how. So let's look first at the the scope. What's the scope of what he provides? See, the interesting thing is that God says this, that, that our food and bread in the Greek actually represents something that's more than food. It's everything that we need in life to actually sustain ourselves. So the food and bread part represents all the resources, all the necessities that you need in life. Martin Luther expressed this beautifully when he said this, Everything necessary for the preservation of this life is bread. But that bread includes food, a healthy body, good weather, a house, a home, a wife, children, good government, and peace. So when you read the Lord's Prayer, stop just limiting yourself to, God, just provide the food that I need today. See, the God who not only created the universe, the God who also sustains the universe, the God who who holds the stars and galaxies in his hand, is concerned about your physical needs. God wants you to thrive in this broken and messed up world. See, Jesus, as we read earlier, was using the illustration of those birds that they're so important to God. He said, look at the birds. They don't plant, they don't harvest, they don't store food, but the Heavenly Father cares for them. Aren't you so much more valuable than the birds? Then he used the illustration of the wildflowers that God takes care of all our needs. God uniquely wants to take care of our needs. It's who God is. The God who provides is Jehovah Jireh. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here one day and then gone the next, he will certainly care for you. If you hear nothing else today, just hear this. This truth should excite you. The God who created the world is uniquely interested in meeting your needs. So then you have to flip yourself to this place. What needs do I have? See, Jesus told a story in Luke chapter 11 about a man who reluctantly got up at midnight to help a neighbor with some bread to feed his visitors. And Jesus posed this question to the hearers that would this man give a child a snake when they ask for a fish or a scorpion when they ask for an egg? If you want to read that story, it's found in Luke chapter 11. We're just going to look at a little snippet of it. Luke chapter 11 verse 9 says this, So I say to you, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. It sounds like Matthew chapter 7. Then verse 10, for everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be open. Which one of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, you're broken, you're not perfect, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven Give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. Do you see it, friends? 
God is eagerly willing to supply your needs. God wants to be Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Maybe you've bought into the lie that my request is too small. It's too insignificant. See, Jesus on occasion emphasized our value to God by drawing attention to the way that he cared for us. Listen to these words in Matthew 10 about a sparrow. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet none of them will fall to the ground outside of your father's care? And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid. You are worth way more than any of the sparrows. Well, here's the thing, and maybe because I just turned 50, here's the interesting piece to this. Did you know that the average person has between 100,000 and 200,000 hairs on their head. And each hair lasts about three years before it falls out. And you lose about 100 hairs a day. Some of you, that's way more. That's okay. This little fact reminds me of this story of a mother who pointed out to her daughter who was being very rebellious that her strands of white hair were caused every time that she was naughty or disobedient. Thinking about it for a moment, the child asked the mother, Mom, how come all of Grandma's hairs are white? (laughs) There's another one that you'll get at lunch, okay? See, nothing's too big or too small for God. Philippians 4.19, Paul penned these great words, while he's in prison, and my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of glory in Christ Jesus. There's some inspiring words that have been littered in history. Many of these poems that we read in the church are from a a woman named Annie Johnson Flint. Annie Johnson Flint said this, when we exhausted our storehouse of endurance... When our strength has, has failed and the day is half done. When we reach the end of all of our hoarded resources. Our Father's full giving is only begun. His love has no limits. His grace has no measure. His power has no boundary. For of His infinite riches in Jesus, He giveth and giveth and giveth and giveth again. See, God is interested in meeting our needs. He's not interested in meeting what we're greedy for. Sometimes in my life, I want Jehovah Jireh to actually be the one who spoils me because I covet what others have. Psalm 37 verse 4 says this, Take delight in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. To take delight in the Lord is to recognize that He knows what's best. He knows what's good. And therefore, all of our desires originate from seeking who God really is. All right, that's the first one. Let's look at the second one, the source, the source of who provides. We affirm that everything, all of our resources originate from God. See, He's Jehovah Jireh. In this room today, there's lots of competence. It doesn't matter how competent you are in this world. It's not you that provides. 
See, Philippians 4.19, we just read it. Paul says it this way, And my God will meet all your needs according to his riches that are found in Christ Jesus. James 1 continues that same theme. Every good and perfect gift, we could do a translation study and it would still say every. Every good and perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of heavenly lights who does not change. Often when life is good, we start to take credit for the good in our life. You might believe that you've worked hard or that you're one of the most creative people. You fail to understand that everything originates from the resources that God has made available to us. See, Moses had to remind the people of Israel this in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Moses stood in front of them and said, But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so confirms His covenant which He swore to the ancestors as it is today. All right. I can get on board with that. Jehovah Jireh is my provider, but what are some ways that I can keep declaring that He's my provider? The very first one is, I need to be thankful. Timothy said this in, I mean, Paul reminds Timothy in 1 Timothy 4 this, for everything God created is good and nothing is to be rejected if you receive it with thanksgiving. Then we remember this famous verse from 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So friends, when you leave today, one of the things that I want to encourage you with is when you pray, start always with thanks. The, the second thing that we, helps us remember that Jehovah Jireh is our provider is this ability for us to be content. When God delivered the children of Israel from bondage and slavery in Egypt, not only did God free them, and we remember the parting of the Red Sea, but God also provided food and water for them daily for 40 years. You would think somebody would be thankful for that. But here we get a little glimpse of their story in Numbers chapter 11. Here's what the people said. Verse 4, the, the rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat. We remember the fish that we ate in bondage was no cost. There were cucumbers, there were melons, there were leeks, there was onions and garlic. What a combination. But now... We have lost our appetite. We, need, we see nothing ever except this manna. Nothing but manna. Look at verse 18 through 20. Here's God's response. Remember Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides? God provided what they wanted. Tell the people, consecrate themselves in preparation for tomorrow when you will eat meat. What a celebration. Joy is abounding in that place. The Lord, what does it say? Heard you when you wailed. If only, 
If only we had meat to eat, we were better off in Egypt. Now the Lord's going to give you meat and you will eat it. You will not eat it just for one day or two days or five or 10 or 20 days, but a whole month. Then what does it say? Until it comes out of your nostrils and you loathe it. Be careful what you ask God for. And have wailed before him saying, why did we ever leave Egypt? Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Psalm 106, verse 15, David remembered this story and he says this in verse 15. So he gave them what they asked for, but sent a wasting disease among them. Maybe at this moment, it's good for us to go back to Paul in the prison, penning these great words. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do this all through Him who gives me strength. Whether... It's a great time or it's a hard time. I can do this all through him who gives me strength. For us to remember Jehovah Jireh, our provider, not only do we need to be thankful, not only do we need to be content, but the third thing is we need to be generous. Do you notice that it's not me or, but it's always us? God provides all our needs and God actually gives us abundance not to hoard, but to share. Paul put his finger on this in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, where he says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Don't do it reluctantly. Don't do it under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. Friends, here at Daybreak, generosity never causes you to lack. Sometimes, Our generosity is dependent on what we think we have in the storehouse and what we can potentially part with. Generosity never causes us to lack. Well, let's finish this off with the schedule. How does God actually do this? Do you remember the Lord's Prayer? Give us today our daily bread. See, the, the word today and daily has actually confused translators. It's really the only place that today is, is used. Uh, scholars have studied and they've actually started to find stuff that has been written. And on that list that they found beside some scriptures, they actually found a woman's shopping list. And from her use of the word and them trying to understand the context, translators were able to actually suggest that the phrase could be rendered for the upcoming day. 
Not, not for today, but for what tomorrow brings. Thus, when prayed in the morning, it would refer to the things that were happening in that day. But when prayed in the evening, it spoke of, when I wake up, God, can you provide? Here's the interesting thing with Jehovah Jireh. Jehovah Jireh, our provider, actually thrives in the daily. Don't worry about our physical needs. Remind ourselves that God takes care of the birds of the air, the wildflowers of the fields. Matthew 6, verse 34 says this theme, don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow's going to have enough worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. All right, so here's the million dollar question today. How much confidence in Jehovah Jireh do you actually have? How quick do you and I move to solve? Hey God, if you don't answer in two minutes, I'm going to figure this out. Living day to day doesn't mean that we fail to make sound provision for tomorrow. It doesn't mean that we don't have wise financial planning. But for some of us, this will ring true. It becomes the sole focus of our life. And that sole focus of our life actually causes us to trust less and less in God's provision. David, at the end of his eventful life, proclaimed these great words in Psalm 37, verse 25. I was young, and now I'm old. (laughs) That's Matt's description this week. Yet, love it. Way to stay with me today. Yet I have never, ever seen the righteous forsaken. Or I've seen children begging for bread. What a great description from David. See, God gives grace. Jehovah Jireh provides grace that's sufficient for the day. Jehovah Jireh, God, provides what you need today. Maybe we need to start to focus on what's important. And as we focus on what's important, we'll actually give Jehovah Jireh the opportunity to respond to the requests that we have. Matthew 6, verse 33 and 34 says, Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Friends, don't worry about tomorrow. Just seek God. See, if we actually fulfill God's purpose for our life, then I believe God will provide. He will be Jehovah Jireh. So when you pray, give us today our daily bread. Remember that God has graciously promised to provide all your needs. All you need to do is ask him. But remember what James cautions us in James chapter 4. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. Oof. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. Let me end with this. George Muller, a Christian evangelist, one of the founders of the Plymouth Brethren Movement. He had over 2,000 kids in his orphanage. And this wasn't just 10 days ago. This is hundreds of years ago. Had 200 children to feed in his orphanage, 2,000, sorry, in his orphanages. 
One day, knowing that they had no breakfast for the following day, he gathered the children together that evening and they prayed and praised God for supplying all their needs. The next morning, boxes of food appeared on the doorstep. Muller, commenting on this miracle, simply said, We know who sent the food, but we don't know who brought the food. So pray. Give us today our daily bread. And actually believe that Jehovah Jireh, the God who can provide, will provide. So today we've looked at the scope of what he provides. We've looked at the source of what he provides, of who provides it, and the schedule. Will you actually let him provide for you? Let's pray. God, thank you for the opportunity to open up your word. If I said anything that wasn't of you, may you take it from my friends' minds. If you used me in a small way to encourage my friends, make it about the Holy Spirit that prompts, guides, and leads. We know that As a kid, we'd hear people in the church say that you own the cattle on a thousand hills. And that seemed like such a foreign concept for us as kids. And as we've become adults, we become way more self-sufficient. We become way more trying to solve it. We become less patient because we've thought that if we could just take it into our own hands, it wouldn't be a bother to you. Just like last week, God, with the Jehovah Rapha, the healer, we pray for a God-sized miracle in our lives, that you'd heal relationships, that you'd heal our physical bodies, that you bring about healing in whatever way you see fit. And today, God, we pray that we would let you be Jehovah Jireh, the provider that we would rest in the fact that you care for the birds, you care for the wildflowers, and you care so much for us. We love you and adore you. We ask all this in your name. Amen.